Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Director of the Center, and I'm here with my colleague Priscilla Weigel. Hi, Priscilla. Hi, Cindy. We have so much fun with these podcasts, and we have been doing a series uh, on questions that young moms may have, and uh, we thought, what a great opportunity for us to just field some questions and mm-hmm. and kind of cut through some of um, all the all the information that may be out there that make it hard for parents to kind of know what to do with some some of the questions that arise. And so we have a young mom with us here. Her name's Kimberly, and we're going to continue what has already been very, very great questions and, and very interesting conversation. Right, definitely. So tell us a little bit about yourself again, Kimberly. Well, thanks for having me again. My name is Kimberly. Um, I have an 18-month-old daughter, and um, many of my friends have some kids kind of around the same age, a little bit older, mm-hmm. some a little bit younger. So um, we've just been talking a lot, and so we, we gathered some questions together. Great. And so today, to, in this podcast, we thought we'd sort of focus on what is a really Big question for a lot of parents, understandably, and that's screen time. So it just seems like there's a lot of information out there, and we're not sure exactly what is right and what is wrong. Um, But especially with um, iPads around, um, FaceTiming with grandparents that that aren't in the area, Mm -hmm. um, televisions on in the background, is that okay? So um, we we have a lot of of, uh, questions around around screen time. Well, one of the advantages that we have that probably didn't exist when Priscilla and I were raising children, there was less screen time, yeah, of course. Yeah, right. They didn't have all the handheld and, options. Exactly. But there wasn't all the research that there is True. today. And True. there is now, from very reputable sources, um, the CDC, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and other um, very trusted Mm-hmm. Uh, institutions that have been that have done a lot of research on screen time and babies' birth through age five. So we have a lot of really good data now on how this how the screen impacts cognitive functioning, language skill development, and other kinds of development. So I mm-hmm. think now we really do have solid information that we can share with parents on on how to use screen time if they're going to and and to really the why behind some of the restrictions that are out there. Mm -hmm. And I think that truly a good rule of thumb is to start when you're talking about when your baby is in your tummy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) deciding what your screen time policy is going to be in your house because if you don't have a plan and if it changes weekly or if it changes you know all the time if if that inconsistency kind of to to add to what we talked about last in our last podcast just anything consistent that's routine that helps children learn this is the rule i don't it's a Mm non-negotiable and so when you when that baby comes out and that first screen time up you know discussion comes up you know yep our policy is i mean we know that what's recommended is for all kids between the ages of two and five only one hour of screen time a day, all screens. 
and you know at we the very at most. the very most. And so of course, Cindy and I, of course, cringe because you think one hour, but they could be doing so many other things with that hour, mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that you're going to be like right in their face talking to them constantly or whatever. But the goal is to really have. I mean, if you know that you're going to need. So that there's a great book about a mama elephant who just, it's called Five Minutes Peace, and she just wants to take a bath. And she just needs peace to, you know, she just wants her kids to just be occupied. And each child comes to the door throughout the book and knocks and disturbs her five minutes peace, and pretty soon they're all in there with her. But I know as a mom, because I'm a mom, you do get to the point where you think, oh, I just need a moment. Where, okay, mm -hmm. and it's so tempting to click that TV on or to give them that supposed interactive game that really is a flat screen. It's not interactive. It's predictable. Children figure out pretty quickly how to play those games and they'll get the same responses over and over again. So it's not really anything new and different. Instead, having a bin or a basket or someplace that you just go, oh, you know what? This is when I'm going to take out that special basket of all those things that sh she doesn't play with very often mm -hmm. that are treasures. I mean, mm -hmm. and your little girl, all you got to do is give her a bag and a bunch of stuff to put in it. I mean, that's, she at that age mm -hmm. where it's so easy to fill their time with just those curious things that they don't see all the time and always have that arsenal of things packed away that cupboard that you think okay I'm saving this for that rainy day when we're trapped inside mm -hmm. or, um, and then you don't have to feel like you have to resort to the screen time if you have a backup plan you don't need that all. Exactly. You don't have to, and because if you're starting that routine you're setting the, the stage for that routine to be ingrained in that child's life Mm -hmm. And we've said this before in other podcasts, but the um, recommendations for children zero to two yeah. is zero, zero screen time. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I know people hear that and they think, oh, well, come on. But that is based on good science. And, and what's, what's the reasoning behind that? It's about uh, brain development. And that's really the heart, the heart of it, language development. But how, what children get from watching a screen when they're birth to, to age two is nothing. And though that's the period of time when all of those um, important connections are being made in that little one's brain that you can't go back. We can't go back to that period of time zero to three at all and reconnect those uh, those brain circuits. And so that's the time when talking to a child makes all the difference in their brain development where they, we want them to have these rich literacy experiences even though they're not talking yet. Mm -hmm. They're hearing all this language. They're seeing this world. And a, a flat screen, whether it's a television set, whether it's a phone, whether it's an iPad, even if you've downloaded a program that has cute little graphics and says it's educational for children, whether it says it's going to teach an infant early speech, those, those, are, those claims are not true claims. Those, those claims are selling a product to a parent who wants their child to learn to talk. And, and that child is going to learn to talk, believe me. Mm -hmm. But it's because you're going to interact and engage with that child reading books to them, not from having them sit and um, be not uh, sit and be uh, a, um, what is the word I'm looking Bystander for? Bystander or whatever, yeah. not interact. I'm looking Passive, passive, yes. In a passive interaction right. with a with a screen, those that is not the thing that aids in brain development. Right. Well, because even just you picture the you know the commercials that they they have all the time about people who are 
watching a sporting event or whatever and someone's talking to them and they have no idea that that person's talking to them. Kids get into that mm -hmm. complete same days. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking, they're missing out on what's going on around them because they're in this zone of nothing, you know, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. And there, there are, ex when someone's doing like FaceTime with a grandma or, you know, that's an interactive thing because what they're doing is truly connected to that other person's response and it's novel and it's new. And there's another adult, odds are, they're not just dialing up grandma by themselves. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. But there's someone else there. There's a grown up there saying, oh, did you tell grandma this? And, mm -hmm. you know, prompting the conversation and being that facilitator. That's what, you know, they really, they need, you're their guide. You're the, mm -hmm. you're the per person that's going to set them up for success. So there's a difference then between screen time and FaceTime. Is that what I'm hearing? Because a well, our grandmas are both out of town, so mm -hmm. there's a lot of FaceTime that mm -hmm. happens. Yeah. I mean, she's 18 months, so she she doesn't have a lot of words, but she definitely knows grandma's face, mm -hmm. and she and grandma she knows grandma's voice, and so she likes hearing grandma's voice. They talk a lot. Yeah, I think they did, there was just a study that came out this week, and I <clears throat> uh, we could certainly put on the website a link to that uh, study that talked about the difference between screen time the passive screen time and FaceTime, which is interactive because there is that reciprocity between the two people that are on either side of the phone. First of all, there's a recognition because there's a relationship typically yeah. between, say, the infant and the grandmother. So they already have a relationship. And then there's an interaction. There's mm -hmm. a, a give and a take. There's mm -hmm. a serve and return right, right. between the, the baby, the child, and the adult that's on the other side. And so that's the whole, again, the reciprocity. That's what develops the language. That's what continues to build the attached relationship. All of those things are positives for a child. That's different than looking at a screen and pushing a button that prompts something to pop up and then, you know, disappear and then explode into stars. I mean, that's, that's, that's a, that's, that's part of just learning to touch buttons, but that's not helping the child's brain to process language. Not to mention the social-emotional piece exactly. of that. You know, precious time, birth to three, birth mm -hmm. to five, precious social-emotional practice time. And so if you're in the building, man, why miss out? You know, they're, they're you know, having giant kids now who are all of a sudden grown up, and I think, when did that happen? Because they were babies just mm -hmm. yesterday. But, you know, you hear that all the time. But those moments that you have them in that little state of throwing the eggs on the floor, mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things, it's gone in a second. Mm -hmm. And the time that you spend connecting with them as their guide, you're helping them navigate life. And so what are you going to do with that time? Are you going to sit them in front of a screen? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to really help them navigate life? What do you want for your child? And that's really, that's why that, you know, policy ahead of time, deciding what your rules are, what are your non-negotiables as a family? You know, we talked last podcast about routines. Mm -hmm. One of the routines is what are our non-negotiables? Oh, you got to be in the car seat and you have to stay buckled. Okay, we know that's the law. You hold my hand when we're in a parking lot. Mm -hmm. You know, my kids... They were still holding my hand in parking lots when they were 10. Finally, I was like, I think they can walk behind me now. <laughs> they just did it because it was just mm -hmm. a non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you know, we all have those rules in our houses that are just, we don't talk about them. That's just how it is. Mm -hmm. and, and that's helpful for families because if you change them all the time, kids don't know what to believe. Mm -hmm. And parents who may be listening as well need to... Um, 
need to really be cognizant of the place they're taking their children to child care. And those of you who are listening who are child care providers certainly um, know this as well. Every state's a little different in what their regulations are around use of media. But the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends that in child care there's less than an hour of screen time per week. And so, you know, that's up to age five. And I know um, programs may have some use of computers within their program for children for, you know, that that's part of computer time. And so there are recommendations. You can go to the um, American Academy of Pediatrics website for what they have guidelines on what they would consider um, useful computer time if, in fact, you're going to use technology Mm -hmm. in a child care program. But many states, you you need to know as a parent when you go to your child care program, ask that question, how do you use media in this program? You want to know, does my child sit in front of a television when they're here, or how much do they use an iPad when they're here? Those are very important questions that you have a right to ask your child care Mm -hmm. provider. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Good questions. Good, Good stuff. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kimberly. For Thank you. All that. That's great. Yeah, I think that it's going to be one one thing that I'm, I'm thinking just as we're sitting here going through this, and we can put this in the discussion with the discussion questions when we post it on our website as well. But one way to use these things, these podcasts that we just did, is um, if you're thinking of ways to connect with parents in your programs, and you're trying to build that communication with your parent population. We all know that it's hard to get people to come out mm-hmm. and and be a part of things, but even you know, having a little, um, having the parents listen to the podcast and do a little discussion via email or whatever you want to, you know, like kind of like a book club, but mm-hmm. have it be podcast based. You could use these three installments for something like that. I know I just was talking with a provider the other day about how do we get parents involved mm-hmm. in our program because it feels like we're here and they're there, but we're not bridging that um, exactly. communication piece. So that's just one idea. Great. Thank you so much, Priscilla. And Kimberly, thank you so much. And yeah. good luck with your little one. Yeah. Thank I'm you. Sure everything will be turn out perfect. Fabulous. So thanks, everyone. That's all for now. See you 